When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast right here on Georgia Radio. 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 Well, good morning, everybody. Matt Jolly here with you for the 10th of November. It's Wednesday. It's time for Neighbor to Neighbor. If you have your request and all of that fun stuff that you want to send in, uh, all the way till 10, well, from 10 to 2 today, we'll get that on. But uh, hey, listen, glad you're here. If you're just finding out about Georgia Radio, we're glad you're here. Share it with your friends and, uh, well, whoever else you want to share it with. We'd be glad to have them listening uh, as well. We're talking about the antique ag show going on out there at the Georgia National Fairgrounds all weekend. Uh, it actually starts tomorrow and uh, on Veterans Day. A little bit of a rainy day tomorrow is what they're forecasting, but not to worry. The rest of the weekend just looks perfect. And it's not like a tractor's never been in the rain. Isn't that right, Hamilton? That is absolutely <laughs> correct, man. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Hamilton Halford uh, joins us today. Uh, he's the director out there for the Antique Ag Show going on. The event chairman that sounds like one of those titles that they give you when nobody else wants to do it. <laughs> you know. Well, it's like being an inmate picking up trash on the side of the road, man. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to uh, do it. And right. I, yeah. I want to thank you for reaching out to me and and uh, reaching out to the Antique Ag Show in the fairgrounds and 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 help support support this. Oh, uh, can't thank you enough. Well, listen, this is important stuff. You know, I, I remember the first year that I went out there. I think it was the first year that you guys had this show. And I was just blown away by all the stuff that you had on display. Because, you know, it, this is one of those things where, and I've said it before on this station, if you go to a museum and you see a stuffed lion, well, it's kind of neat. But if you go to a zoo and you hear it roar, suddenly it all becomes clear and you understand why this uh, works the way it does and why it, why it helped these people and why it was important. And you just can't see one of these uh, pieces of history uh, in a museum and have a full appreciation for it. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I was out there with, with, a, with a nine-year-old, and he was standing up there watching the steam tractor come to life. And all of a sudden, it, you know, it blew some steam. You know, the regulator kicks in, and he right, jumps right. back, you know, 
And the guy said, not to worry. You know, he explained it to him. And he left there with, right. a, with a real understanding of the way that piece of machinery worked and how far we've come since then. You don't get that in a museum. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, a lot of the machinery that you'll see out there this weekend is what the farmers uh, cut the teeth on back in the early 1900s. Uh, the peanuts, the cotton and the corn and the soybeans and all that was grown in this region of the world uh, back then. Uh, you'll see examples of the machinery used back then to, to harvest, to plant, to cultivate those crops. And we want to give everybody a uh, a snapshot within two and a half days as to what that was all about. Uh, more particularly, the uh, peanut thrashing. We're going to do peanut thrashing just like they did back in the early, well, early 1900s, 1930s, and 1940s. Back then, peanuts were only about 600 pounds to the acre, and a farmer would go out and and he would have to do a lot of manual labor just to get that 600 pounds of peanuts per acre. Uh, to the to the warehouse or to the buying point, and today when you ride down the road and see a peanut field out there in that peanut field, especially if it's irrigated, uh, typically you've got two to two and a half, maybe three tons of peanuts to the acre today. And if if they grew the peanuts back then, uh, like they do now, and you had to combine them and 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 get them up like you did back then people would just give up farming because there's not a not, not enough farm help out there to to do it but uh if the mechanics the the equipment uh all of the technology evolved and and now we have we have self-propelled peanut combines that goes down through there and get six or eight rows of peanuts at the time uh, and, they, and they're gathering it up quick so they can get it in between rain showers, get it to the warehouse, and get, get possibly the best bang for the buck uh, with that crop. And, and we just, we just want to give the youngins an opportunity to come see how it was done. We want to give the folks my age and a little, a little bit older an opportunity to come out and reminisce how it was uh, back in the day. There's going to be a lot of rare equipment there. Uh, we've got that steam tractor that you mentioned will be back. We've got a tractor that's going to be there that was made by Porsche. Uh, <laughs> wow! There's, there's going to be a, there's going to be some John Deere's there that are ultra rare. There's going to be memorabilia toys. We're going to have demonstrations of again that peanut thrashing. We're going to bail the straw from that. Uh, just like they did back in the day, Mr. Uh, Billy Leitner, he's coming over to uh, grind corn. We'll be doing that right after the peanut thrashing. He'll demonstrate how they uh, used to grind corn and still do today. And we've got another gentleman from Renz, Georgia, that's going to be there, to, uh, let's see, Friday. He's going to be demonstrating how they squeeze the, the syrup or the, the juice out of sugarcane stalks. And he will take that juice, and, and on Saturday, he's going to cook that juice and make syrup. So uh, we don't have anybody making any biscuits that I know of, but uh, he, he's going to demonstrate how to, to squeeze what we call squeeze the cane and cook the syrup. Yes, uh, and, that's a, and that's a big part of tradition. I mean, Wade Peebles from Georgia Folk and Farm Life and all those folks, they, they love to talk about a cane grinding and then a syrup, you know, syrup making. I mean, that's a that's a huge right, part right. of 
of rural agricultural tradition. And I, I think it's great. And I, I think anybody that hasn't seen it and has not smelled it, for one thing, uh, you need to go out there on Saturday and experience that because it, it, it really sure, is remarkable. It sure, it sure beats cooking chitlins, I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, what? You talked, we're, about, we're not... <laughs> you talked about biscuits. The last time I was out at the fairgrounds, uh, I got to see the Blue Ribbon Biscuit from the national, you know, from the Georgia National Fair, and I thought, you know, that's saying something when you can win a blue ribbon for a biscuit in Georgia. You know what I mean? So maybe we could get that yes, lady sir. to come out there and cook some biscuits. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> but I'd love to taste a blue yeah. ribbon biscuit at once, you know, just once in my life. Hamilton, stop it in some of this cane sir. That's right. You were talking about mm-hmm. some of the stuff that's on display. There's an entire plowing exhibition, though, that's going to be going on with this stuff. It's not just static. I mean, these things are going to be up, moving around, and working. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna dive off into that. Uh, this is a working show. Uh, you know, the first year we did not have plowing. The second year, uh, they had an in, uh, not an indoor, but an under shed horse arena that they asked for the dirt to be turned in and uh everybody's eyes opened up and they gave us a piece of real estate out in the southeast corner of the property uh we will have tractors with with subsoilers plows uh disc and so on uh actually going inside that covered arena especially if it gets too much rain tomorrow uh, all the plowing will be focused inside that horse arena. If it doesn't rain out the outside lot, uh, we will open up the, the field in the southeast corner. And to, to help everyone, we will have a tram uh, going from the clock tower to to those two locations, uh, whether it be the enclosed, in, in, in not enclosed, the uh, covered arena or out to the field. There'll be a tram going back and forth, back and forth. People are people are uh, welcome to bring their golf carts. Their uh, something that's you know helps them get around. They they can drive out to the plowing area themselves. Uh, so we want to make it as user friendly, spectator spectator friendly. But it is going to be a working show. Uh, we we uh, I will go ahead and spin off on this inside the Reeves Arena. The Reeves Arena is right there adjacent to the clock tower. That's where typically all of your concerts and and uh, fancy rodeos and horse shows and all are. This year, it'll be a first, we're having a uh, mini garden tractor pool. And Mr. Ben Crosby from East Georgia, he's coordinating all of that. He, he's the go-to guy for that. But he's already got about 125 to 150 mini garden tractors uh, lined up to do pulling. They'll be pulling a weighted sled, and the, and the competition will be for that uh, garden tractor to go as far as it can before that sled bogs it down. And, and whoever... Uh, gets the furthest through elimination, comes out on top, and trophies will be awarded and all that. Uh, if you go in there to watch that event, they tell me, I, I have not been to one of these, but they tell me you may want to bring your earmuffs or some earplugs. Uh, and they say it's a sight to, sight to see. Uh, I'm looking forward to It gets kind of loud in there. I'm looking forward to that. It gets kind of loud, so, so I, I, I want everybody to know about that as well. Well, there you go. Now, listen, we I want to point this out. This is the antique ag show going on and it's going to go on thursday friday and saturday 
And, and someone was saying, well, why aren't they having it Sunday? And I said, because it's an antique ag show. They're demonstrating how everybody takes Sunday off. And you're going to do the same that's thing. Right, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're not going that's, to be there Sunday. Right, so, right. you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, you can come out there to the Antique Ag Show and, uh, and have a great time. The other thing that, that I think is really cool about this is the show is growing. And this year. It uh, is. It is. This year we're going to have. Uh, the first, the, well, no, I'm just going to say in conjunction ahead. with the Perry, Georgia Auto Fair that's also going on out there this weekend, $5, they'll get you into both events. So there's something for everyone. That is absolutely everyone. correct. Uh, the first year, uh, man, we had 197 uh, exhibits, and those exhibits again ranged anywhere from memorabilia to antique equipment to demonstrations and so on. Last year, with the COVID and all that, we we had 261 exhibits uh, with the plowing and all that. We we were real busy. The COVID did did kind of uh, uh, keep some people at home and that's totally understandable. Uh, this year, the, the anti, uh, the, uh, Perry Georgia auto fest auto fair, uh, has, has reached out to us. That's why we moved it back a week. They wanted to, they wanted to move it back a week rather than the weekend before Thanksgiving. And, and, and we obliged them with that. And I think it's a win win for everyone. The, the auto, Fest folks, us and the spectators. Once you once you come in that west gate as a spectator or a guest, you'll have access to you turn right over onto the midway where the carnival usually is during your national fair. All of that is dedicated to the auto fest. And everything to the left between the clock tower and the Georgia Grown building, all of that's going to be dedicated to the antique ag show. They're not going to be you're not going to see a 57 Chevy next to that steam engine, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they wouldn't want to uh, dirty it up, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. That guy running that steam engine would have to do a lot of explaining to that guy with the 57 Chevy. But, That's right. Uh, they're going to be kept separate, but you'll be able to drive, again, your golf cart or whatever through both venues without no problems. Uh, you'll have total access. I, I don't know if they're having a rabbit show this year, but if they are, you'll have access to it as well. Uh, so once you come in that West gate, you have free run of the whole property. We'll have a tram get to get you out to the plowing field. If, if we don't get rained out out there, which I don't think we are. Uh, but, but you'll, you'll be able to go anywhere, see anything, do anything that you want to do. Uh, once you get in that West gate. Oh, I think it's going to be great, and uh, you've been talking with us uh, all morning, and this is Hamilton Halford you're hearing uh, on Georgia Radio, and I'm glad you're here, Hamilton. Let, let, let me dive into this, because the car show is going to be there at the same time as the Antique Ag Show. You got into this for for a lot of reasons, but mainly your love uh, for this old equipment. What are you working on right now? Because this stuff is it is affordable to restore it's also, you know, fairly easy to work on. If you've got a, a big set of tools, you can usually work on it. Um, talk to us a little bit about that, because the hobby aspect of this, you know, there's there's shows all over the place talking about antique tractors, classic tractor fever, and it's all on YouTube. Yes, sir. It, yes, I don't sir. think it's ever yes, been sir. as popular as it is right now. Talk to us a little bit about the hobby aspect of this. Well, Matt, I, I pretty much uh, cut my teeth on John Deere's back in the late 70s. My daddy put me on a John Deere 620 orchard 
and 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 put me in a pecan orchard and told me not to come home until I got that orchard mowed. <laughs> and uh, if if my mama or OSHA had to come out and caught me in that orchard on that particular tractor at my age at that time, Mama would have either whooped Daddy or OSHA would have put him in jail. But uh, I came on up through my career with the Georgia State Patrol. Daddy got rid of the tractors, got rid of the orchards, and I always wondered what happened to that to that tractor that Daddy had back whenever I was in middle school. And I got to researching uh, some numbers on John Deere's, and it kind of piqued my interest. And my first tractor I ever bought was a 1947-style D, hand start. Just to give you an idea, the flywheel on this tractor weighs 150 pounds, plus or minus. And... And it's a hand start, and that's how you crank it. You grab a hold of that flywheel, and you crank it. And and people ask me, oh, why do you like John Deere's? Well, I just I know a little bit about the history. I know about the numbers, and I gravitate towards the, the now. I gravitate towards the, the, the rare models. I, I go for the I've got a blue John Deere, a white John Deere, an orange John Deere, a turquoise and white a crash truck yellow John. I go for the different color John Deere's. I go for the orchards and the high crops. And and over there at the show you will see you will see certain collectors gravitate gravitate towards Massey Ferguson's. You got others that gravitate gravitate towards the Fords and the Alice Shimers and so on and so on. You ask me what I'm working on right now. I'm working on everything I've got. I've got, I don't know how many tractors are out here, but I've got enough to keep me busy. But uh, in total, I've got about uh, eight or nine tractors that are fully restored, and, and they're kind of rare. To give you an idea in that retrospect, I've, I've got one that they that John Deere only made three of. I've got one that left the factory painted orange, and they only made two of them in that color orange and if you just close your eyes and picture john deere sold worldwide uh one of two or one of three or one of six that's getting down in kind of ultra ultra rare category and uh and i have some common tractors as well but uh right now I'm not working on a particular tractor, but I've got my eyes. I'm sitting here looking at about two or three that are good candidates to pull into the shop and work on this winter and restore back to pristine condition. Uh, everything I've got will crank up and run and drive itself into the shop. I just, I've, between everything else I've got going on, uh, I've just got to pick out which one I'm going to set my mind to and get it in the shop and get it restored. I think it's great. Now, that 620 that you were talking about, the orchard tractor, that's the one that's got all the fairings on it. And does the seat kind of hang off the back end a little bit? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, the the sheet metal, the fancy sheet metal that one sees, people come up, man, why does it have all that fancy sheet metal on it? And I kind of kid with them. I said, well, that that's to help me. Uh, that's it. That helped me whenever I start from the line in in my race. That's right. And, <laughs> and but now the sheet metal, all that, and that fancy fairing and everything you see on these orchard tractors was to help that tractor go down between rows of peaches or apples or whatever, and it allowed the limbs and the fruit 
on the tree to just slide over the tractor, and the operator did sit on the rear of the tractor down in a lower than usual position, and he had a little shield that he could get under and allow those limbs or whatever to go over the top of him. So uh, none of the ones I've got now that have been restored will probably ever go back out through an orchard or a grove like that, but uh, that, that's, what the, the, that's the reason why they were built like they were. The one that and I've got some. Uh, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say the, the, there's there's usually a row of orchard tractors, and and it's just they're they're magnificent machines to see, and and that always stands out to me. I mean, they're really stunning tractors to see, and I don't know who yeah, wouldn't sir. like them. Inside the Georgia Grown building, I've carried three items over there already, and 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 haven't got them quite put in place yet, but. Uh, I've got a, a the smallest John Deere cotton picker ever made is a number 12 John Deere cotton picker mounted on a 420. I've got a John Deere 111 peanut combine. I'm right here in the middle of peanut country or at the north end of it in Georgia. And, and, and back whenever I found this thing, I didn't even know John Deere made peanut combines. <laughs> but uh, I, I did some research, found out about this one, and went and went and got it and his brother and wound up getting two others. So uh, uh, you'll see one of those in there. And that tractor that I mentioned that John Deere only made three of, it will be right there amongst the cotton picker and the peanut combine as well. But it's got something unique uh, attached to it. It's got a, what we call, what the manufacturer's name for it was a red squirrel nut harvester. It has got a pecan harvester mounted on it and 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 it's in this nineteen sixties vintage, uh, about the same age as the tractor. And I said, Well let me let me do something real unique here and I mounted the uh, the pecan harvester or nut harvester to that tractor and I carried it to Columbus, Ohio to the classic green reunion back in June and 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 I had to explain to a lot of folks from up north that pecans grow on trees. They they kept asking me, <laughs> how right. does this machine beat a pecan up out of the dirt? And I said, they don't grow. They don't grow in the ground. They grow on trees, and you let them fall and explain. But I have fun explaining all that, and that's what the purpose of that is, is not to just carry it over there and said i've got signage and everything but i like explaining to to people what that machine is and what it does and and uh and when it was built and everything to let them understand that walmart walmart doesn't have a room in the back back there that just puts all that stuff in a little container and put it on a shelf uh that stuff has to start somewhere and something has to get it up and something has to get it in. And a lot of this old machinery that you're going to see this weekend was the, the emphasis start of, of a lot of that back in the day. I want to ask if there's a Graham Bradley. I, I just, every time I see one of those, I say, I got to have one. I just got to have one. What a neat old track. If you show if you show up at the show, uh, if there's not a Graham Bradley there, we had one there the first year, and I think last year Graham Bradley did make a tractor. Uh, they made make uh, garden cultivators. They made a whole bunch of stuff. But if you just got to have one, I can probably link you up with the guy to make that happen. I'm telling uh, you, what a beautiful they, gold they did happen. That, that, that It is a beautiful tractor. It sure is. They're really nice to look at. And i got to ask you this, too, because I know that I know somebody already sent me in. They already wrote. Ryan wrote in and he said, is it too late if you want to display one or and is 
is there going to be a judging uh, of tractors out there? There may be some, uh, may be some uh, gimmick judging, like ugliest tractor or who come the <laughs> farthest away okay. or something like that. But we're not going to get into no nitpicking judging at this show. Uh, I apologize. Now the car show, the car show at the Auto Swap Fest or the Georgia Auto Fair, they're having a car show Saturday. I think it starts in the morning and goes through lunch and winds up in the evening. But the tractor, the antique ag show, we 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 will not be doing any uh, plaques or 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 handing out trophies for that. No, sir. I think we I want think everybody to come and have a good time. <laughs> If it if it, the tractor just come out of the field, that's fine. How late can you come in? We you know we were shooting for having everybody set up around noon tomorrow. But if someone has got work related issues and they can't make it until Friday, that is perfectly fine. We want to make it work for everybody. My phone number is available. Anybody can call me anytime with any questions, concerns, comments kudos or whatever we want it to work for everybody not just the exhibitors and the vendors but for the spectators and the guests as well i just i can't tell you how much i enjoy this event one of my favorites out there at the uh, georgia national fairgrounds it's going on thursday friday and saturday we're talking about the antique ag show with the event chairman hamilton halford has been our guest today i see this as something that could really continue to grow and and keep getting bigger and you know the the fairgrounds out there in perry they're just the perfect place uh, what what do you have in in store for us uh, what what is your vision for this uh, hamilton as as the years continue on with it matt uh kind of giving you a comparison and, and a lot of your listeners today probably aren't familiar but they can they can research it they have what they call the half century of progress at the old Chanute Air Force Base in Rantoul, Illinois. They've only had 10 shows over the last 20 years. And what they do up there is the, the Chanute Air Force Base, kind of like Robbins Air Force Base, has, 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 it, it has closed down, and, and they gave the Air Force gave that property over to the city of Rantoul. The city of Rantoul, in turn, uh, leases the 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 land around inside the fence, but around the runways up there, they lease that out to local farmers. The local farmers go in there and maintain the grass and the fields, and they'll go in there uh, and, and grow a crop. They'll they'll grow a crop under that lease, and they they grow crops for whatever they're growing up there, and and then. Like this year, this year they had their 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 show, and they allowed all of this antique machinery to show up up there, and they came in there and started out in an organized manner. They gathered all the crops. They started out with the mule-drawn stuff, then they worked up to the small tractors, then the medium tractors, and then the big tractors. They would go, go through there and gather all the crops, then they would come through and cut down the stalks, the corn stalks and everything. Then they'd come through and hair it. Then they'd come back through and bottom plow it. And again, that bottom plow, and they would start with a one-bottom mule-drawn uh, mule plow. And I was a field marshal behind a 17-bottom bottom plow. So they gradually worked from the smallest up to the biggest. 
Uh, down here at Perry, they're sitting on around 950 to 1,000 acres. I would say two-thirds of that is now being leased out to a local farmer, and the the vision is to talk with him and see if he can initially uh, plant a few crops uh, that we grow down here, peanuts, cotton, some corn, and some soybeans, and allow these folks with the show that has equipment that can come in and gather the the peanuts, cotton, corn, and soybeans, let them gather it and put it on his trucks. We we don't we don't want to take it to the warehouse, put it on his trucks, let him get whatever money he can out of it, but allow us an opportunity to show our wares and, and exercise our antique equipment. So that that is st- that is still in the in the talks and the vi- uh, the vision of where we're headed. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever grow to the size of Rand Tool, but I think we're I think we're pointed in the right direction. Now to give you a vision of how b- big Grand Tool or the half century of progress has grown to, uh, you you. They, people are telling me that Rand Tool started 20 years ago, about like the Perry Antique Ag Show has started. To go up there and rent a golf cart amongst 30,000 golf carts, not 3,000, but 30,000 for a three-day <laughs> event. That's how big that event has grown up there. So I doubt we'll ever get that big down here. If we do, I hope I'm part of it. Uh but that's that's the direction we're headed in, and we're not trying to put half century of progress or anyone else out of business, but we're just trying to give folks a place to come to, and and have a good time to see how it was, and and let the let the guys bring their machinery out from under the shed and bring it up here and exercise. I think that's great. Well, Hamilton, thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you. Now, you and I are both pilots. One of the things we need out there is that big old six hundred horse steerman, you know, showing up. <laughs> I saw it at Oshkosh well, a few years back, and uh, it's been around the circuit. We need that family to bring it down there and give us a duster demo, you know, or put it out there. That'd be fun. Well, Matt, Matt being that you mentioned it, the National uh, Agriculture Aviation Association is having their annual convention in Savannah this year uh, in December, and, and you just happened to mention it. There is an agriculture steerman and an agriculture ag cat uh, vintage sitting at the Perry Airport as we speak. Well, see, there you go. We'll get Bill Cootie on that and get him out there to fly it at some point. But uh, you, 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 you jog him, or you, you, you prod him a little bit and see. <laughs> I'm sure he knows how to get it cranked. Yeah, and if he, he comes it. out there and does some loops and rolls, we'll be glad to have him. There you go. He'll, he can get it started. He can fly it. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on, Hamilton. You made my day coming on. I look forward to meeting you in person this week uh, out there at the uh, at the fair. It'll be a lot of fun. The Antique the Antique Ag Show, i got getting tongue-tied here. This uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they're not going to be there on Sunday, so don't even bother showing up on Sunday for that. But uh, they're going to be out there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. been a real pleasure, and I hope you'll come back on, Hamilton. Thanks again. Matt, again, the gate's open. The gate's open tomorrow, Thursday at 12, and we'll go to about 6, and then 8 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Friday and Saturday. Be glad to have y'all. All right. Thanks again. Everybody, we'll uh, we'll take your buy, swap, and sell stuff uh, next week. We're just all out of time today, but uh, call in next week if you've got something to buy, swap, or sell. 678-390-8633 for next week. We'll get you on the air. 
My thanks again to Hamilton Halford for coming on, and I hope to see you out there this weekend at the Georgia National Fairgrounds for the Georgia National Antique Ag Show and the Perry Georgia Auto Fair going on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's going to be a fun time. For more information, you can click on the quick link. We'll put that in the podcast uh, here in just a few minutes, and we'll have it up there at georgiaradio.com. We'll also be sharing it on Facebook. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be with you till 2 o'clock today. Give me a few minutes here to uh, go gather up the request. I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's meet right back here at 11, and we'll continue the show. Thanks again so long, everybody. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country. Yeah.